0: BLOB TALK RADIO
1: Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Keep It Magic. I'm Storm Sestavani, and welcome to the show, of course, everybody. Hi, Hala.
0: Hi. Um,
1: I'm, of course, here with a lovely, talented, and gifted Miss Jackie Smith. If you would like to visit our sponsor, and of course we know that you do, cruise on over to www.coventrycreations.com Again, that's www.coventrycreations.com If you have a problem in your life Regardless of what that is We definitely have a candle for that Also, while you're at Coventry You can reach Jackie off the air there And you can schedule a consultation with her So, you know, if you want your Akashic Records done Or you need yourself to have some help with some candle magic or let's let's see what else does Jackie do? Jackie does tarot readings. Um, she does intuitive readings. You name it. Cruise on over there and get some um, a reading and some insight and clarity into your life uh, from Jackie. To reach me off the air, of course, go to com, And also, the official website of KeepitMagic.com is keepitmagic.com. <laughs> <laughs> um, at the official uh, website of Keep it Magic, the show. Um, anyways, also, um, you can get this show in many, many areas at this particular point. You can get it at keepitmagic.com. You can get it at Blog Talk Radio. You can download it on iTunes. And, of course, you can. Get it now on Stitcher Which was kind of a little feat It was a little difficult Getting us on there But Super
0: proud.
1: But uh, we got on there And you know What I like about Stitcher uh, Jackie is that Really if you sit And you go through it um, And of course the, uh, you, you know Um, Both of us Because we both have A lot of Virgos In our chart Jackie We're both Pretty critical When we go back And listen to our own show I won't even listen To our shows anymore Um, uh, Because I will sit there And I'll go Ugh you know I think I said Um too much right there Or you know um, I paused a little bit Too long before I gave Jackie an answer Or um, you know I really sounded Like an idiot In that sound bite Or you know I get really Really um, uh, self-conscious About it And you know The the girl that uh, Approved our Twitter Or or our Stitcher account She emailed me and she goes Oh I just love the show You know I've listened to it a few times You know Jackie and you are hilarious I said (laughs) after I've listened to the shows on Stitcher We suck She goes oh no you don't
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh good 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 Because I was being super critical of us too Because we we sound like we're on the phone Because it's uh, it's blog talk And we're on the phone Ironic And we also don't rehearse And we'll talk about what we're going to talk about We talk about what we talk about And then we talk about it some more and then we get on the show and and it's all live. It's very much live. We're not reading off a script unless we have some notes of some points we want to hear. Well, you know,
1: that's what she liked about it. She says it sounds very organic and very live. Um and you know, that's what she really, really likes about the show and she says it was a part it was part of um uh, what she said that there was a bit of it that was missing um from the particular catalogue of shows, most of which are pre recorded. But they're amazing. So go listen to them.
2: Oh yeah. Hey, you know what? If you're going to listen to one of them, listen to The Moth. The Moth? The Moth because yeah. the, the Moth is um a maybe 15-minute podcast and they're all storytelling. And and I'm so excited to hear that because I think storytelling is a lost art and maybe it's not as lost anymore. But the first Moth one I listened to was about a woman who ended up in in prison um being a mule. Uh, she got talked into being being a drug mule, actually a money mule
1: for okay, the What is a money mule?
2: Meaning that they're taking the money back and forth, the drugs went, and they got to take the money back and forth, oh, okay, so um, she got caught and she got put in prison, so she was telling a story about getting this transistor radio from prison and um from the prison commissary and just some really interesting things. It was a great little story. it was twelve minutes long, and then I just watched the other day um um she has a movie out her she wrote a book about her whole ordeal in prison. And it's now a movie. So Do you I don't know what the
1: name of the book
2: is? I don't even remember the name of the girl who did the story. <laughs> but there's a movie coming out, um, and it's about she talks about how um she was a mule for this one woman, um and she got put in prison in her experience and her whole story. I was so excited about that, it's like I felt like I felt like I owned it. I felt yeah. like I was a part of her life. And so I was really um and some of the some of the stories on Moth are hilarious, and then some of them are very tear-jerking, But um, and that's me promoting somebody else, but it, it's just a good time.
1: You, you know, one of the things that um, that I like about what it is that we do, actually, Jackie, is that we spend a lot of time um, promoting um, other people. By the way, if you all... And
2: telling our stories. Yeah, and, and
1: telling our stories. Um, uh, uh, if you have not picked up David Salisbury, who is a listener of our show and a good friend, make sure that you cruise on over to Amazon and pick up his book. I forget what the title is. It's in my Kindle. I haven't had time to read it yet. Um, I have a stack of books that go all the way up to the freaking ceiling. Um, Um, In your Kindle? In my Kindle, yeah. Um, And uh, you know, so I have been so focused on um, business stuff uh, and product creation that I just have not had the time to read uh, anything unless I'm you know being forced to read it because it's a course I'm taking. So, um, But
2: you know, and and honestly, it's um, it's David Salisbury's book is the deep heart of witchcraft, and here is he is a very interesting um, person. He's an activist. Isn't he an activist in in, um, the LGBT? He
1: works for um, uh, uh, the Human Rights Campaign. I
2: I just am so proud to know him. And I've met him, so I adore him completely. And he's a good listener of the show, so now he's going to blush, although I don't think he's listening at this exact moment. But as soon as he gets his podcast rolling, he's going to be listening at this exact moment. Yeah. (laughs) As we step into the time-space continuum. Hey, Storm, I just need to give you a warning. Yeah. It's been thunderstorming over here on and off, um which is giving a giving me a huge headache and b making our power flicker on and off, so okay. um Thanks
1: for letting me now holler. So yeah. So if I start talking to myself, you know. Oh, yes, oh, you know that
2: oh. you know that um Jackie still loves you and <laughs> yeah and just weathering the storm. And
1: she's weathering the storm. <laughs> no pun intended. Every pun intended. She's been weathering me for years, people. <laughs> um right some good times you. some not so good times where she's weathered me. <laughs> so
2: I have to tell you something really weird that happened today. Tell me. Well, it actually started yesterday. Um I lit a candle for someone, love spell the love spell candle. And um, it was really interesting because, although we would never send this candle out, it got stained somehow, like some dye got in the candle um, on the edges. And I went, oh, how perfect to help heal a love issue and and heal the stain that might be the filter that people are viewing each other through. And I was like, oh, this is great, and I did all my work for it. I'm lighting it for a specific couple. And don't you know that thing started smoking like crazy? Oh, my God. It makes no sense that why that one was smoking.
1: No, so the candle had really no problem except it was a little bit this color.
2: Yes, yeah. and and at the bottom, not even at the side. So at the bottom, so there's no reason for that candle to be that smoky. Can I get me some throwaway candles? Some what?
1: Throwaway candles. Absolutely. Okay, can I come on? order on some with some throwaway candles.
2: <laughs> we usually remelt all of them, and this one we couldn't because it's got. I just want to
1: see what they look like when they get all freaky.
2: Yeah, this has got like a really dark blue stain in it, so you can't remelt it. And um, and so we blew it out. And I didn't even notice how smoky it was So until somebody else came in and going, can't you smell that? And I'm like, no. Uh, so we blew it out, and I let it rest. Because when, when stuff like that happens, it's it's usually a message that's yeah. coming to you, or it's a crappy candle. Since I know it's not a crappy candle, it's a message. And, and so um, I, I extinguished the candle, and I usually let it rest for, you know, till the next morning or something, just because you don't want to... It's like trying to, you know, when you stub your toe and then you try and massage your toe, which just makes it hurt more. So letting it go, and then I, this morning I said, oh, I need to light an uncrossing candle next to it because there's obviously something going on. And usually when I light the uncrossing or a Van-Van, it tells me what's going on. So I have this intent in my head. I go get the uncrossing candle, complete and total vision of what's going on. Complete and total vision. As soon as I had that uncrossing in my hand,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and and I was standing in front of um, my girl Lobelia, um, one of my spirit guides, and, and working with her. You know, what's interesting is that the smokiness was a sign of that there is there's a issue, a Cash record issue. There's with one of the parties. It's it's a big um like legacy, family legacy type thing, or there's there's this big um um kind of like a fog around this person. Yeah. Um, and it's their and, and the you know, the words their Satan came in and all that other stuff. So, um I was like really interesting how as soon as I have how as soon as I held that on crafting candle, boom, I got the answer. So it was just really I, I always get excited when things like that happen. And I I think all of my guides for that. Um but I just wanted to share that with everybody to say when when something's going weirdo with your candle, the candle magic that you're doing, light that on crossing, the spiritual cleansing, the change, the van van candle, just to get a different perspective because something else is going on, and what you're doing is just exasperating, exasperating, making it worse.
1: I had a fan of the show, Jackie, that actually asked me um, in an email if there were two candles out of Coventry, if I could only ever buy two candles. From Coventry, what would they be? And I told her, Uncrossing am crossing the fiery wall of attraction."
2: <laughs> it is what you buy. <laughs>
1: um, uh, you know, if there's two that um, uh, you can get, well, you know, I'm un- crossing. Um, I think is important, especially in um, our particular line of work, because we're always having, you know, negative energy slung at us. We're dealing with people's problems and people's issues. Um, uh, you know, it's very it, – and especially, you know, because you and I are very, very active. Um, in regards to, to our business, Jackie, we all often don't have time to sit down and say, oh, I need to release
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and, you know, Uncrossing, oh. I'm, I'm I think, does a good job of helping to keep that particular energy um, At bay, fiery wall of protection um, uh, You know, I burn for two reasons Number one, to protect me from those outside energies But also to protect me from myself Because I, I, I would do some stupid, crazy we, crazy stuff
2: We are the masters at pulling the wool all, over our own eyes We yeah. are the masters of screwing up our own lives so I, I use uncrossing quite a bit because, and you don't have to be in our line of work. You can just be living yeah. and end up interacting with a lot of different people's energies. You might just be the person at your, you know, at, at your desk job or or working in. Um, I think
1: a receptionist should have fiery wall of protection or uncrossing burning at all times.
2: Right, because you're the receptacle of all things annoying, and so I just think that.
1: And usually the least paid. Yeah.
2: Um and a lot of times when you're when you have a spiritual energy about you, you are the go to person yeah, just because you're understanding or or you hear things you have this great ability to give advice i I know a lot of people like that, and they' they just see into what what you're talking about, they know how to ask the right questions it's It's lovely, I love watching people like that, but I just wanted to share the whole thing when things are going awry with that main candle. <laughs> I'm excited to see, you know, in the next couple of days, once the uncrossing is done, if I can light that candle and see if it stops smoking. Which I've done that with. Um, I was doing a road opener candle a couple of months ago, and the flame kept going out. So I, I extinguished the candle. Mhm. I didn't fuss with it at all. I did the uncrossing. That went, burnt down completely. Went back to that road opener candle. It lit and it went beautifully.
1: Yeah, I have votives for if a candle is having a problem, what I will usually do, Jackie, on the second attempt that it goes out. Uh-huh. Because, you know, sometimes a breeze will knock it out, and you just have to relight it.
2: Right. Well, there's that, yeah.
1: You know, So, you know, if the second time it goes out in a short period of time, you know, you may need to sit down and wonder. And what I do, I have um, the spiritual cleansing votives, and I usually light one of those up. Um, and just, you know, because usually that takes about a day, you know, I would uh-huh. say 10 to 12 hours to, to melt. Um, uh, you know, unless it's really build, burning some nasty energy, and it can go in an hour. Yeah. But um, but. And that's
2: when you put it in a votive holder. If you just put it on a plate, it yeah. puddles, and it's still effective. But I I like the I'm just like to to use the whole thing.
1: Yeah, I, me too. I, a lot of people put them on the plate, and you know, Jackie, when I see that swirl, I mean, it's pretty when they get done with it often. But I just sit there and I think to myself, and this may be the Virgo side of us. That's mm-hmm. an awful lot of waste of wax
2: what i'm thinking
1: yeah i mean and there is a reason why they make candle holders otherwise they would have never been invented so maybe the light is telling me put it in a candle holder so it works better <laughs> maybe <Yeah. laughs> that's the push in the
2: envelope there mister yeah
1: well the light talks to me about some crazy stuff sometimes but, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but
2: oh you know i love i love my life and i love what i do because you just get i get to pay attention to these things and I
1: just love it. Speaking of our lives, Mm -hmm. next week we have our Susan to Susan finale.
2: We do. Bittersweet. bittersweet.
1: Yeah, we usually end up crying, so be prepared. You know, bring Kleenex. Um, Well, actually, I cry. Jackie just, you know, is much more composed than me usually. Um, uh, uh, But uh, it is uh, interesting. And, of course, Jackie and I will be taking the whole month of August off. Um, uh, to prepare for season three, as well as you know, Jackie and I just need a break because we get old.
2: <laughs> well, old is as old says, but um, but I do need some time to, to. It's it's our birthday month, our birth month for both of us, so we party a little.
1: Well, I was looking, Jackie, and you know you met me when I was thirty seven. Really? Yeah, and I'll be forty three. Huh,
2: six years. Yeah. Huh. How about that? I be forty five uh, this August. Yeah. It's really it's really weird. It's it's like once you hit forty once I hit forty I was like Ugh. But now, you know, forty five at first I was thinking get nervous about it, now I'm like, whatever although it is a lot closer to fifty than forty is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still
1: on the forty edge, you know. <laughs> but
2: um I I just uh so, But Patty says that she's 54. She just said me, you know what, I'm 54 and she's 45. So that's we're exactly nine years apart. We're the we're the power of nine right now.
1: Oh, interesting. Nine. Well, you're always the power of nine.
2: Yeah, with the nine kids in the family. That's
1: three nines. If you flip them over at 666, six, six, oh, my God, you're the devil.
2: Well, no, isn't 999 the um, symbol of man and life? No, that's
1: 666. Six, six, six. Oh,
2: 666 is? Six, six,
1: six? Actually, 666, six, 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 interestingly enough, is a code for the three-column system in the Tree of Life.
2: Interesting. So, so again, the Christians perverted that.
1: Um, the ones that uh, were in charge. Yeah. Um, but basically, you know, when, the only place that it's mentioned in Reve- is in Revelations. And Revelations is an extremely symbolic um, type of book. So, I mean, they can't, uh, you know, with extremely symbolic poetry, um, you know, because... Here is the thing: I really doubt that there's ever going to be a dragon that jumps out of the water with a lion's head and you know sixty uh, you know uh, uh, faces and you know all of the other crazy stuff that uh, that goes on in Revelation. It happens in your nightmares, okay? But it doesn't necessarily um, uh, happen in um, in real life, and I don't think it's going to anytime soon. <laughs> um, you know, mainly because there's pollution in the water; it couldn't live. <laughs> um, uh, but they- well, you
2: know what though? If you think about it, that's called Godzilla.
1: yeah go <laughs> <Don't> go Godzilla <laughs> go Godzilla I mean, um so or, or the zombie apocalypse which whichever you want to look at so uh, it is um of course pretty interesting um i'm just looking at all the stuff we have to cover. oh jackie i put up a uh, one of the things that i've learned in one of my business courses um actually it was b school um uh, that i finished and completed oh uh, um the uh you know, one of the things that they talk about, you know, one of the cool things at B-School is that, you know, each and every module, Jackie, not only do you have the information that Marie um, Forleo has given, um, uh, but you also have, you know, um, all of the participants in B-School that are posting up, you know, the particular things that they've tried and what's working for them. So it's really a lot of fun going through all of that particular stuff. And one of the things that I read um, was a suggestion from one of the other members that what she does is she keeps a running list Basically, business tip, listen closely if you want a business. Um, she keeps a list of all of her FAQs, Jackie, mm-hmm. and she spends an enormous amount of time making content based upon frequently asked questions that people ask her. Um, uh, you know, so, for example, uh, in the candle industry, how do I light a candle? You know, uh, that may be one. You know, just do a running list of whatever is frequently asked of you. But one of the things that has been frequently asked of me is, how do you read computer-generated charts? So because I have a free chart system on my website, what I did, Jackie, is I went through that and created a particular tutorial so that people could get the most out of that um, that they could possibly get. Because a lot of people just look at it and they would just say, oh, you know, this is nice and it's pretty, but I don't understand this. They don't know if you click here, you get a full description of it. Um, that you can that you can sit and you can print out and you can play with and spend a lot of hours basically on my website. I'm encouraging everybody. You can spend a lot of hours on my website. Um, you know, just to, you know, looking at people's charts. I mean, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. And I had when I put together the tutorial, um, Jackie. I actually had fun putting it together.
2: Neat, neat.
1: You know, so
2: you gave uh, me you just gave me an idea. What? Um getting w I'm I'm creating a, a tutorial on on the Coventry site where it's candles to sign. Yeah. You know, these candles and this sign with this you know, that kind of thing. Um that kind of goes off of your stuff. Yeah. It oh. is,
1: uh, well, I th- I think, you know, when I'm looking for something, Jackie, you know, a lot of times what I'm immediately going to open up when I go to the Google machine is, like, um, how-to stuff. You know, for example, if I'm playing around with, I do, I, I did take i I'll admit there, but I took a Photoshop course. I enjoy taking it and playing with it. I have Photoshop on my computer. I even have the Adobe Cloud Photoshop. I have the good stuff. Uh Jackie, I only want to have fun with Photoshop. I don't want to work with it. Right. You know, I was just like, no, I'm going to pay people to do this. I do not want to say, if if it's a job, I'm not going to do it. Do I like to play with it? Yes. Um, uh, And work with it creatively? Yes. Um, But, you know, when I would go and working with it creatively, you can go to Google and you can type, you know, how to put a tattoo into a picture. Um, Or tattoos in pictures with Photoshop. And, you know, a whole list will come up.
2: Well, that's like me. I sew for sanity. Um, and and I thought about um, and I do some design work and and design some stuff for myself. It's been a while and I do miss it. and It's one of the things I'm going to do this summer. But um, I don't sew for people. If I if I sew something for you, it'll be a surprise because I probably screwed up something for myself and I decided to remake it for you. But um, I don't do it for for money or anything because it, then I then it's no fun for me. Yeah. Because I already did that with candles. <laughs> yeah. So, what can I say? So wasn't
1: the last thing that you made in mass, Jackie? The um, the bags for uh, CMO.
2: Yep, I did, and I I limited myself to how many I was going to make, and it be, it was a fun project for me, and then I'm done.
1: Oh my God, and I didn't even
2: get one. You didn't? No. I ended up giving all of the ones I made for myself away. Maybe I'll just make us both um, a a bit magic one. A birthday yeah, one? Yeah.
1: That'll be fun.
2: Yeah, like a, a a not that you take them anywhere, but you need something to store them in. Yeah. Um, you have the CMO, right?
1: Yeah, I have the CMO. I had the CMO before it was even really to talk to about. Oh yeah,
2: I got to get you the new one because the new one has the changes in the cards and stuff and the, and some of the stuff that we've. Yeah, you know, but
1: yeah, the the, the the interesting thing with the, the CMO is that, uh, you know, even working w- with it with clients, what I have found is during a reading, Jackie, the best way that I have found to work with it, and of course everybody's going to work with an Oracle differently, but The best way that I have found to work with it is that um, I have the the deck of cards next to me, um, and if I'm doing, like, um, a horary chart reading, at a particular point, Jackie, I will ask, um, what uh, what is the one thing that could help this particular client the most? Because I always want them to walk away with something, you know what I mean, something to do or something to think about or something to reflect on. Um, And I will pull one of those, and it will be very, very interesting always what the uh, uh, the message is. Um, And it is usually something that uh, I think at first thought, if I was thinking about it normally, I would go, you know, that is the most ridiculous thing that I have ever heard.
2: (laughs) And then you dig it deeper, you know. Brilliant. Exactly. Oh, yeah. She's brilliant, I tell you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so it is It is uh, definitely uh, pretty interesting. What is the website for CMO? How do they get to the CMO?
2: Um, if you want to play with the CMO online before you buy your own deck, you can go to cmo.coventrycreations.com. You're going there right now. Okay? I'm going
1: there right now, and I'm going to pull us a card. Of the day. Okay, let me see. So just
2: click on the top one. So it has a whole kind of map thing. So click on prosperity and then click on spread one. Okay. And then just click one card. We have some older cards in there, so if you get another, uh, an old.
1: So on prosperity, four winds of protection.
2: Click another one because we don't have that one anymore.
1: Okay. Flying monkeys.
2: Awesome. It's now, really that's really interesting. The, the interest, that they're both about they're both air.
1: Yeah, and they're both protection candles. Uh
2: huh.
1: Um, and it says for prosperity, the wicked witch was never at a loss for anything. She had her monkeys get it for her. Um, So, you know, the way that I would interpret this if I was working with a client, Jackie, is I would just basically state, you know, that there's often times that you need to let the universe's energy and what the universe wants to do in regards to a situation um, be the way to drive this rather than attempting to do something on your own.
2: uh, It's kind of like you tell the universe or you tell your guides or whoever you're working with, this is what I need and I'm going to be open for you to fulfill it in the way that you can. Yeah. So go get it for me.
1: Yeah, so go get it for me, or go get rid of them for me, you know, (laughs) however you are using um, that particular candle. Jackie and I are about to take a break. On the other side, for those of you that have been waiting long last, we will be going through, see my paper? We will be going through the moon in the air air signs and the moon in the water signs. So make sure that you do not touch that dial. Um, Cruise on over to www.coventrycreations.com. Jackie and I will be back in a flash. Do not. Touch that dial. I am Storm Sestovani. We're in the second half hour of this particular show. It's 4:31 p.m. Make sure that you cruise on over to our sponsor at www.coventrycreations.com. Again, that's www.coventrycreations.com. If you have a problem in your life, whether that problem is love, romance, money, prosperity, spiritual cleansing, Or you need to get your needs met, which is what Jackie and I are going to talk about in this half hour. Um, uh, We have a candle for that, so cruise on over and um, check that out. Um, Jackie, last week we went through the fire and the earth signs um, in regards to needs.
2: And now we're left with air and water.
1: We're left with air and water. Um, So let me... Just begin with 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 air first, okay. If you look at the moon as basically what it is that you need, okay, and then you know I'm going. We'll, we'll give Jackie a little um, um, assignment here, okay. And I was basically to say, Jackie, the individual, the issue is needs,
2: mm-hmm. and the
1: only thing that they can burn is the air candle. What would you say?
2: Um. They're looking for new perspectives and new ways, new ways to get their needs met. They need to be um, flow with it a little bit more, um, be a little less solid, less tangible, and a little more uh, verbal and um, inspirational with, uh, with how they get their
1: needs. That is got us ahead of the class. Um, basically, the, the Moon in the Air signs. What? Air needs is communication,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and what air needs is people. Yep. Um, and of all of the three air signs, Gemini, Libra, and Aquarius, um, uh, there is kind of a double edge here, because underneath these signs is the need for relationship and human interaction and things of that nature. So what often can take place, of course, is that these are the three signs that often can fi- fall into Difficulties in regards to um, uh, approval addiction, in regards to uh, communication issues, um, in regards to people pleasing, um, in regards to codependency. You know, these are the three signs that can definitely fall into that particular area. Now, the moon in Gemini, um, I think that this is one of the most interesting lunar placements um, because Gemini is the sign of morphing. and it is the sign of the chameleon, and it doesn't like to sit still in one spot, and it doesn't like a lot of um, um, stability and foundation and structure. Um, uh, Gemini is talkative, it's communicative, it's inventive. Uh, it needs to be uh, feel connected to other individuals through the realm of ideas and concepts, so it has to talk. I mean, it has to talk to a lot of people. And oftentimes one of the things with Gemini is that it will trust communication or talking with somebody, jackie, over over emotions, okay, because emotions for air signs are sticky
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and um and this is for all of them. Emotions are sticky, they're subjective, and they're very, very in the moment. Thinking things out and having a broad idea is usually much more sounder area. Um, for uh, the moon in the air signs to be. Um, the moon in Gemini also needs to be intellectually stimulated. Um, so basically, this can also be a particular um, moon placement, unfortunately, um, that can have um, zipper problems.
2: <laughs> I like how you said it. Are you talking about fidelity issues?
1: Yeah, zipper problems. Okay. Um, and the reason being is because it needs an exchange for more than one thing in order for it to feel complete um, and, and, and happy. And you know, some people, either whether they're conscious of enough or not, Jackie, or that they're um, uh, you know able to articulate it in well-enough way in which they can get those needs met in a variety of ways, often will lean more towards um, the fidelity issues um, as a result of it. Um this moon is peppy, it's bright, it's witty, it's sarcastic, it's it's a lot of fun. <laughs> um but for other um signs, um you know, like uh, moon in Capricorn, uh, moon in Taurus, um of the water positions. The moon in Gemini can feel very very superficial. Um, and it can be too focused on giving so much information that there isn't anything tangible underneath it. Um, but basically, the food that Gemini needs to eat involves the need to express one's ideas and opinions with others in order to function more efficiently in relationships. So really, this is a huge, large, you know, this moon needs to communicate and needs to express itself with others more so than anything else, okay? And if this is blocked, it can be very, very problematic.
2: So can I ask you something? Sure. Now... As you talk about some of these different signs, and uh, granted, I know that I'm looking at it through my own personal filters, yeah when When does that gemini moon and Gemini person feel their needs are met? Is it when they get that deeper connection
1: um when they're when they're being stimulated through that through that um I don't even think that Gemini is interested in deeper connection. Okay. Um, Moon in Gemini. De- Moon in Gemini needs other people around them to communicate with them. It doesn't often matter what the communication is.
2: Okay. Gotcha. It
1: needs people. Um, uh, it is, uh, you know, Gemini naturally rules the third house of the horoscope, Jackie, and the third house rules siblings. And where we begin to learn and navigate our life in many ways is through our siblings.
2: Okay. So. Gotcha. Okay, keep going.
1: Um, So basically, you know, that this is uh, where, you know, it needs that particular broad stimulation. It needs books. It needs information. It needs constant intellectual stimuli in order for them to feel happy.
2: So I, I see that, of course, being the air candle, as we started off with, but I do have other caveats to that. I see the attraction candle, the attraction love candle, that brings people into your life? Yes. Yeah. Because that's what you're talking about. You need a lot of people. So the, the moon in Gemini needs to have a lot of friends that they can talk stuff out with. Um, yeah. And so, so that's why I'm thinking the attraction candle. But I'm also thinking um, uh, the male energies candle because that's such a sunny, it's the sun, and, and that sunny, bubbly energy personality that, that helps you um, feel like you're connecting with people.
1: The the issue with this one, Jackie, is that if you have um, the moon in Gemini to a hard aspect, for example, you have moon in Gemini in square to Saturn, okay? Um, Saturn is a very, very heavy planet, and Saturn is real concerned with the real world, and basically how Saturn will batter this particular moon is Saturn will say things like, why didn't you grow up? That's stupid. Or it will say, you know, you have all of that knowledge, but you have no common sense. Um, you know, so basically that there is this inner dialogue that often goes on in regards to the moon in Gemini, in which it oftentimes feels if it is afflicted, okay? It often feels isolated, it often feels alone, it often feels like it can't communicate. Um And if your moon is in Gemini and you're having problems in this particular area, you know, look to the aspects, um, because if you do have those square and opposition, some conjunction, aspects to this particular, um, uh, in, in regards to this particular moon, it can be... Extremely, extremely tricky um, uh, And oftentimes, you know, what the individual will fall into Is some of the darker components of the moon and Gemini Which is infidelity um, mm-hmm. It is, um, you know, superficiality for being, so for being superficial They fall into gossip um, um, You know, they just need so desperately to engage That after a while, it becomes um, not about the content, basically It becomes just about the stimuli
0: Hmm.
2: Okay, so so what, so we need to, if this is poorly aspected, then again bring things back up to the intellectual level um, And maybe even crown of glory, so that when, yeah. when you get there you feel fulfilled You feel, it's like always being hungry um, and moving to the place of learning how to feel full uh, Exactly So, yep
1: Moon in Libra
2: can we get get a holla for Jackie?
1: Yeah, <laughs> we may have to do an intervention here in a minute. <laughs>
2: um,
1: the Moon in Libra is probably the most easiest to understand because this Moon needs relationships. Um, usually, with this placement, um, you'll find somebody that wants to keep the peace, appreciates balance and harmony in regards to their life, usually at all costs. Yeah. Um, the world of love and partnership is of utter importance, and its it needs things in that particular realm to be ethical and fair in order to feel confident and secure, um, uh, especially when other people will, you know, uh, uh, or especially because this relationship arena is a very, very volatile area on its own. Um, You know, whenever you get two people into a room together, no matter what, sooner or later there's going to be a problem. And the moon in Libra doesn't necessarily like it too well.
2: Right. No people pleasing.
1: Yeah. Um, This can also lead to a deep desire to cooperate, to be diplomatic, um, and put others' needs before their own. However... Um, the problem with this particular placement is that often the ability to make decisions and choices um, that are firm and reliable can frustrate others because these people don't like to make decisions. Um, um, In regards to normal, everyday, ordinary stuff, because they're always in the back of their mind, Jackie, going, what if I make the wrong choice? Right. Um, Yeah, the interesting thing is, is that the moon in Libra will often give up individualistic expression in favor of pleasing pleasing others, and it has to be a little bit um, careful as a result of that. So what this person needs more so than anything else is relationships. Um, usually love relationships. Um, yeah,
2: and I'm going to put it through a caveat in there, basically in, in personal experience, healthy relationships, yes. ones where... It's so easy just to be need need relationships, any relationship. Oh, you like me so I'm gonna be your friend rather than understanding whether I'm interested in being your friend. Yeah. Um, letting your friends choose you or the people in your life choose you rather than being a little choosy mom's choose gif kinda of moment. Um so keep going.
1: If this moon jackie is in trouble, um in the chart, it can lead to you know again Saturn in square to the Moon in Libra can often lead to extreme difficulties in regards to relationships and even fears of going out and having one. Um, it's an area that they feel extremely vulnerable in, and as a result, can avoid it. Uranus um, in a difficult aspect to the moon in Libra can be extremely problematic because it makes the individual extremely ambivalent um, about relationships. And the moon in Libra wants that committed, harmonious, balanced relationship. But Uranus really doesn't like flesh much, so Uranus doesn't like to keep them in them. Um, so, you know, it starts to stir up the pot, and that can be a whole dramatic flare on its own.
2: Interesting. So there's there's some telling pieces of information and if you have problems with relationships. Now let's talk about getting the, the somebody who has Moon and Libra. How they go about getting their needs met?
1: Sure. Um, the most fundamental thing that they need to put in front of them is relationships. Um, are they getting what it is that they want and need out of their relationship? Right. Um, are they being overly diplomatic? Are they being overly um, um, you no? Know, whatever do you want to eat, honey? Um, Are they being too harmonious and too balanced? Being too balanced, in my opinion, Jackie, is out of balance.
2: True, because you have to have times when you put yourself first. It's it's a life lesson that that I've learned with my moon being in Libra. And I have to tell you, I do not like burning air candles personally. You don't? I do not. It opens up too much in my head. It doesn't validate me at all. It makes it very confusing. So I need things that give me a little bit of structure, so I can make. I do have a hard time making up my mind, even when I've made a decision on something, and it pushes up against someone else's boundaries, or they don't like this new boundary that I put up because they've made this decision. Um, I, I, it's really hard for me to not cave. Yeah. So what has helped me is that crown of glory, um, self-esteem, the stability candle, um, those things that really help me. Get a little fiery On it Even the success Affirmation candle That has helped me Say well, No, 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 no Actually my opinion Is very valid it, It's not it, It's it's more than Just blowing in the wind Yeah Because at Libra Moon and Libra You can change your mind Quite often But then if you Sometimes you got to Give it some legs
1: Yeah, definitely um, Moon and Aquarius Yeah Um. The moon in Aquarius, interestingly, is able to perceive the bigger picture better than others. So, um, this moon needs social change. It needs higher ideals. It needs high standards. It needs decency. Um, and most importantly, it needs dignity and integrity.
2: And when you have a child with moon in Aquarius and their son in Capricorn? It's a mess. Nothing nothing is fair, and it's all a personal Insult. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, now, the problem with this is that this can often lead people to sacrifice their own personal desires in order to achieve a collective ideal or to perceive or, or pursue a collective vision. Correct. Um, as a result, this can lead to deep ambivalence um, in emotional encounters. Yes. And this is probably... The moon in Aquarius is probably one of the most difficult placements in regards to um, an individual being able to express themselves on that emotional level. The reason being is uh, uh, the ruler of... Aquarius is Uranus, which I mentioned earlier, okay? Um, Uranus does not like flesh. It does not like things that are sticky and sentimental and sweet and um, endearing or anything that that is human in any sort of way. Um, Uranus is more concerned with ideas and big ones.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and therefore, you know, this individual here oftentimes will go a very, very long time. I, oftentimes you'll see moon in Aquarius. I was reading um, a study a few years ago, and the moon in Aquarius, um, Jackie, was the one that tended to marry later.
2: Interesting. Interesting.
1: And the reason being is because they couldn't get the emotional, or the emotional encounters weren't as important to them.
2: Well, I watch my daughter, and I'll say to her, she'll say, Mom, I need this. I say, well, we don't have the money right now. And... um you have to wait a little bit. So she wants she wants what she wants
0: mm-hmm.
2: as a Capricorn who needs lots of physical things. But then in um, getting her needs met, I'll say, well, we don't have the money for that right now. She goes, never mind, I don't ever need it. And then when I say, hey, hey, I got the cash for this, let's go and get it. She goes, I don't want it anymore. So she absolutely will 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 sacrifice herself for that. And I'm like, all right. And that yeah.
1: probably drives your Moon and Libra crazy.
2: Absolutely, because I've just busted my ass.
1: Yeah, <laughs> to get the money
2: together to get her what she wants.
1: Now, the Moon in Aquarius is so in tune to the collective Jackie that it needs a group in order to craft ideas. So, friendships, associates, and networks—networking may be a greater necessity for them than personal relationships. Hmm. Um, so this can be a little bit tricky, especially if it's blocked. Um um, the reason being is that if the end of if the uh, the moon in Aquarius doesn't have the ability to go out into the collective and um be inspired by something that's higher than them, there is always going to be the deep undercurrent that they're worthless right so it can be extremely difficult
2: it can it can so um yep, that's what I work with her on is is just uh finding a stability for herself, her own identity. And
1: you see, it's hard with Moon and Aquarius because Moon and Aquarius could really care less about their own identity.
2: But and, and it depends on where the rest of your planets fall. Yeah. Okay, thinking about my kid, um, who has the the Sun and Capricorn, which is all about personal identity. No, it isn't. No, it's not. You no. don't think it is. I think it's about being really earthy and.
1: No, it's about being about what people see, think, and feel about them. Um, uh. Uh, so they're often more influenced by. Society and society standards. That's why Rebecca has a large split. On one side of her, she wants to fit in. On the other side of her, she could care less to fit in. Exactly. Um, uh, But the need to fit in and the lack of desire to fit in has nothing to do with individuality. Um, uh, uh, And usually, you know, it isn't until, especially with a girl, um, it usually takes until that Saturn return for that sun to start developing in a personal sort of way. In other words, and they will usually do it through their careers.
2: So um, for the moon in Aquarius to get their needs met, it seems to be the group thing. Yes. Um They'll find their needs within the group. So they they really need to find that collective, that the family, the tribe. Yes. They need their tribe. So I think with – And not
1: a family tribe. They need an idealistic tribe.
2: Yeah. Okay. Um, so interesting. I keep thinking the soulmate candle because it just kind of helps you draw to your group. Um, but I still think that that a um, little bit of earth going in there. Yeah. What do you think? On this, because I, you know, what else pops into my head as you're talking is the Cleo May, and being that really um, magnetic person that draws people to them.
1: I agree with it on both accounts. Okay. You know, um, or the red uh, stilettos. Yeah. You know, so basically that's where um, come to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, but be very, very careful because you could also pull uh, a sucker.
2: True. True, but see to me, Cleo Mae and Red Stilettos is more about really being in that power. Um, it's a little more identity oriented and saying, "Here's here's who I am, and I'm going to draw the people who are a, more like me." Yeah. So you might make sure you you're well adjusted.
1: <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so basically, next water.
2: So tell me about moon water. They go hand in hand, don't they? Just
1: the moon is is uh, the natural ruler of, a, of of a water sign. So yes, they do because the moon moon is very very fluid. I um, mean, it also rules the way that we respond to things on an emotional level. Um, uh, the moon in water, whereas the moon in air needs communication and people for the sake of communicating communicating um the moon in uh in cancer okay um is really more uh, or excuse me the moon in water just needs people it doesn't like emotional isolation in any sort of way and that this is a very very emotional um um uh you know sort of issue
2: yep yeah and and it's it's like the double it's a double whammy because Needs can be very can be a very emotional thing, especially if it's it's placed in a uh, in a funny way, like uh, your needs not being met, your needs not being met. Um, so it can be. I know for for a lot of people, a lot of my clients, when you start talking about their needs, they get very agitated and emotional about different things, no matter where their moon is. Um. So so with it being you know maybe they all have moon and. And
1: a it's a tricky, tricky place, Jackie, because I think that too much of something may not necessarily be that good. And although on paper, like the moon, the moon and cancer, um, the moon um, rules the sign of cancer. So um, uh, this is the place where she is, you know, at her strongest in the sign that she rules. Um, uh, but too much of anything is not good for you, baby. Right. <laughs> Um, And the basic attributes of this particular sign of uh, cancer is home and family um, and being um, closely connected to our basic lunar urges, food, comfort, shelter, um, uh, feeling safe, feeling protected. Um, So basically, um, whether you interpret the moon here as the ability to express uh, ourselves emotionally or you predict it from security needs, Cancer, its natural flow provides the moon with its most flavored domain, okay, so it's it's easy for it to get what it is that it needs, um, but for those with the moon in cancer, um, you know, the, the path of least resistance will often be through one's family, so they need their family, you know, this is the sign that it needs its family. Right.
0: Um,
1: it's sympathetic to emotional needs, um, and it's very, very capable of great em- empathy, but it also can lead towards the emotional dependency, which can be suffocating to those around them. Um, so, you know, imagine, uh, Jackie, that you are born with a moon in Cancer and you become a mother to a child with a moon in Aquarius, okay, that doesn't even want you around her. <laughs> Ever. Um, and and then, so, so basically, oftentimes well they want
2: you around them.
1: Yeah, um, oftentimes <laughs> what will happen is that you know the Moon in Cancer will then begin to feel rejected by its own child, which can lead to extreme consequences. Or the Moon in Cancer, and it has a parent with um, you know a lot of Aquarius or a lot of Capricorn in their chart, um, will often feel stifled and restricted, and that their parents were very very cold. Um, so uh, you know, oftentimes. Although that it's easy for this moon to get in that very, very emotional flow, it's also easy for them to fall into the dysfunction of it.
2: So to me this is very much the the water emotional balance candle. Yeah. But also this is the happy home, the home blessing, the tranquil home, all that stuff that has to do with home and family. Um, even the eye um, of newt, which is the dispelling the, the negativity, okay. getting everybody hunkered down and all warm and cozy with each other. Um I, I see that as as something that would really strengthen you in getting your needs met. When you have an issue with my needs aren't being met,
1: hit
2: hit something that has to do with home or emotional balance.
1: Yeah, I I, I agree with you totally. We have to take a break.
2: Oh yes, oh yeah, we do. I'm we have to
1: at... take a break. Huh. <laughs> uh, Jackie and I will be back in a flash. Do not touch that dial. You're listening to Keep It Magic.
0: because that body needs a hand.
1: Welcome back to Keep It Magic, everybody. I'm Storm Sestavani. It's currently 5 p.m. here on the East Coast, which means it is 2 p.m. on the West Coast, 12 noon in Hawaii,
2: <laughs>
1: 10 p.m. in England,
2: and it's about 9 a.m. in New Zealand.
1: And yeah, and it's 7 a.m. in Australia. So, <laughs> and every hour in between. <laughs> um, thank you for tuning in to cruise, uh, cruise on over to www. dot com to um, get a reading from Jackie. Um, And also cruise on over to www.stormsestivani.com To get a reading um, from me And also check out our show website at www.keepitmagic.com You can also download the show on Blog Talk, iTunes, and of course Stitcher Um, Jackie, next on the list Probably the most intense um, moon, I'm ready. Moon, I'm ready. Moon, I, got my, Scorpio. I got
2: my seatbelt on.
1: Um, the moon is considered in its fall in the sign of Scorpio.
2: Because Scorpios don't trust that they'll ever have their needs met. Never. <laughs> they don't trust anyone but themselves to do it, and if they do it, they're going to do it when you don't know it.
1: And they like to quietly suffer. Right. <laughs> So basically, this means that the moon in this position is weakened and does not have much of an ability to basically act on her own behalf. Now, the sign of Scorpio is a battlefield. It's extremely intense. Um, uh, and uh, the innate tendency with this, within the sign is for the moon to feel insecure on its own. Um, since the Moon needs security in order to develop, okay um it can the Moon and Scorpio can tend to hide its natural emotional features while in this sign, in other words, it doesn't like to express its emotions too well out there, but you know what if you betray a moon and Scorpio they you will never live it down ever um,
2: they will kill you over yeah. time <laughs> over slowly. And
1: slowly you know <laughs> it's like a little bit of poison over time uh <laughs> um. The moon being in its fall in this uh, location secretly reveals that the real difficulty with this particular sign and the reason that they tend to bottle it up is because that the emotions seem too volatile for them on their own. It's way too much intensity. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a result of it, it can have difficulties letting things go. Um, and oftentimes, um, uh, uh, if one has acted in a way that is vulnerable, um, or emotional, like they, say, for example, they fall in love with somebody, um and then basically, you know three years later, you know they find out that their husband's having an affair on them. God forbid you know, hell has no fury
2: that's when um, oh, I forgot the name of that movie when she takes her vengeance. she had a moon in Scorpio, <laughs>
1: um despite its difficulty in displacement, the moon in Scorpio needs emotional closeness more than anything else. It just takes some time to find individuals that are capable of earning their trust, which means sometimes at 70, the relationship they develop is with that person in the nursing home. Just joking. Um, <laughs> but basically, you know, the the issue um, with this particular moon is that it needs that direct emotional closeness on a very deep level, Jackie,
2: mm-hmm. but
1: it doesn't feel that it can trust it.
2: Right. Right. Well, Heart the heart candle and the fiery wall candle because you need the fiery wall to feel that you have some control and some protection and you're not just throwing your heart out there. But the heart candle because that allows that's the candle that allows you to feel a little more closeness. Now, if that's too much for you, I'd step into it by like a soulmate or an Adam and Eve candle. Now, you, the Adam and Eve candle doesn't have to be about romance. It can be about a relationship and stepping deeper and deeper into it. Same with the soulmate candle. But the heart candle is is, is, the, is the hardcore one.
1: Yes, yes. Um, uh, and also, one of the things, you know, one of the mythological figures um, that when I'm looking at a chart, Jackie, and I see the moon in Scorpio, um, one of the mythological figures that I automatically, because I like to take, um, when I'm looking at a chart in general, I like to go around the particular wheel and begin to create characters, Mm -hmm. And how would this particular character interact with this other character? Um, The moon in Scorpio, I equate with the Medusa um, in Greek mythology, um, Hmm. who was um, a uh, priestess of the goddess Athena, who ended up being raped by Poseidon in her temple, and Athena, being a virgin daughter and an heir sign, <laughs> <laughs>
0: um,
1: did not like the state of of those affairs too well. Okay, so basically, what she did is she turns um, uh, Medusa into a hideous creature with snakes, and um, you know, throws her into the underworld. And anybody that looks at her um, turns to stone. So, oftentimes, with this particular mood, moon, um, oftentimes. The area where it can, you know, where it can really be destructive is basically its particular moods, and it shifts and changes any moods. Um, uh, And, you know, it is, uh, when when this moon walks into the room, Jackie, you notice it immediately. You don't even have to be an astrologer. This is what it will say. If you really loved me, (laughs) please don't hurt me. I've been hurt enough already. Um, And after a while, uh, you think that somebody in Detroit rolled them out at one of those um, automobile plants. Um, you know, the uh, because it is, you know, the, the, the darker aspects of femininity um, uh, begin to pour out of this particular moon, which which makes it very, very tricky. It doesn't make it wrong. I think that it's capable of an incredible amount of transformation. And when the moon in Scorpio love, loves, it loves at 110%. It doesn't do it, uh, you, you know, um, in in a superficial sort of way. uh, But it also needs realness more so than any other sign. Um, It needs real relationships based on real things, based on real human emotion. Um, Bride magazine will not be on their subscription list. Yeah. Neither will Cosmopolitan, Vogue, Glamour. Um, uh, You know, because you know this this moon um, is looking for everything that is real, not necessarily that which is illusory, illusory. Um, uh, So it it can be very, very tricky.
2: So this is potentially, would you say that, uh, like, thinking about the five love languages, this person gets their needs met by people being of service to them or quality time? Um, Because it needs to be tangible. So I'm thinking like gifts. Quality,
1: quality time.
2: You think quality time?
1: Um, Yeah, because it needs that that real structure Which can only be got through time. You can only trust somebody over time.
2: So this is quality time, meaning they've got somebody's undivided attention.
1: Um, I don't necessarily know if the Moon in Scorpio needs undivided attention. Um, I do think that it needs when that attention is given to them, it needs to be intensely.
2: So they really need somebody whose actions speak louder than their words. Yeah,
1: and invariably they usually get involved with somebody that's an air sign.
2: Okay. So the, um
1: okay. one of the things that you will often see Jackie is because our tendency in relationships is to get involved with the side of us that we're lacking.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So with the Medusa or the Moon in Scorpio um because it has so much emotional intensity those realms of um uh of intellectual heights and ideas and concepts and um you know communication communicating in an open, free way with others um is very, very difficult, so oftentimes you know what will happen is that they get involved with a you know a man or a woman that's extremely socially graceful, um, extremely bright and intelligent and witty and charismatic, and can go out and you know talk to anybody at any point okay um and then you know they go out to their job, Jackie, and they work twelve hours a day as a broadcaster at cNBC um and then they come home to their wife and the wife is there now in the middle of the living room with a big huge snake flopping around going um, um you don't love me enough <laughs> and then basically what he does is shuts down and goes into the garage and reads um better mechanic magazine okay and you know she's sitting there seething it's like the ice man and the medusa interesting But we tend to attract that opposite. Usually a fire sign will attract a very, very earthy mate, you know, because it needs that structure and that foundation. And an earthy individual will attract a fire sign.
2: Of course, in in my husband and mine's case, we we have an earth and an air.
1: Um, Your husband is a Sagittarius.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, I thought you meant not necessarily moon signs, but sun signs. Yeah.
1: No, not, not necessarily. Um, but even earth and air, they have a dichotomy about them that's a little bit different. Earth needs things, needs structure. Right. Okay? Air doesn't need structure. Air needs people. Right. Gotcha. It would like, you know, It li- that doesn't mean that it doesn't like necessarily structure. Um, and it doesn't like to be comfortable, especially, you know, Moon and Libra, it likes comfort. Um, uh Uh, It is ruled by Venus, after all. Um, But it just doesn't necessarily need it in the same way that moon in in an Earth sign needs it. Tricky stuff, I (laughs) know. All
2: right, so moon in Pisces.
1: Um, The moon in Pisces is probably the most sensitive position um, because of its need to commit itself to an idealism, regardless of how functional that idealism may be. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, You know, so... uh, uh this, te- this position tends to blur the boundaries between the individual and others and desperately needs an intense bonding experience with those that they are involved with. Um, it can be very, very uh, overwhelming for some people. Um, this can be difficult to manage, and often it leads to problems with addictions, depressions, and other dysfunctional codependent behaviors. However, on a more positive note, we've got to give them something. Um, the Moon in Pisces is highly intuitive and can often channel a dreamy vision of life into the helping professions and assisting people and providing a viable outlet to heal and um, people a viable outlet to heal and recover. Um, it's tough. It's a really, really, really tough Moon placement. Um, so
2: this is another one. I mean, it seems like all the emotional, the watery ones. Yes. Can really. Um, give themselves over to uh, other people and and meet their own needs through being of service.
1: Yes, it be, it, because you can't contain water. I mean, you can right. put it in a jar and hold it, but you know, it's 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 really difficult to um uh, uh to control water in any form of fundamental sort of way. Um so uh you know, you can boil it and you can turn it into steam and it can condense. It's very very changeable. Um uh, and therefore it's not controllable really. Um, so uh, the difficulty with, it, with the moon in Pisces is that it can, you know, it will get that idea in its head, Jackie, of what the per- the perfect relationship is. And it's usually Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs or Cinderella or, um, uh, you know, there's going to be that perfect prince out there somewhere that one day is going to put that magic slipper on them and life is going to be wonderful. And they won't budge from that.
2: Right. Right.
1: It's, this is the one that needs the most magical help, by the way.
2: Yeah, and I'm 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 feeling a little stymied on this because it feels magical help, but it also feels that um, okay, so I see therapy as a need, and <laughs> that yeah. this one this one does need um, to learn. So I'm I'm it, here. If here is an
1: to... example out of all of the people in the twelve step support group, Jackie. Most of them have the Moon in Pisces.
2: Okay, so what I'm seeing is is an inner balance. Yeah. Um, and I'm also seeing a, a little bit of a need for for some tangibility, like like make some mud here, get some earth into this. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I'm seeing inner balance, which is that black and white and bringing it together. Um, and I'm also seeing, oh, you know what it is? I'm sacred space. And the, here's the reason why: turning yourself into the temple. Yeah. Um, even if you throw, but I'm also saying, like, um, the goddess candle or or the, the stability candle.
1: It, the, the, the thing here, I think, that with the moon in Pisces is that it does need that dream, Jackie. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it needs to balance that dream out with some form of tangible goals. The opposite of Pisces is Virgo. Um, and where, <laughs> of course it is. Where the moon in Virgo... Um, you know, like like I talked about last week, the moon in Virgo needs rituals and it needs um, um, everything to be in its proper order in order for it to protect itself from the chaos. The moon in Pisces is the chaos. Um, uh, you know, it it needs so that, that chaotic, sense. Sense. Yeah. volatile, dreamy, um, uh, high um, rom com um, uh, type of energy. Um, uh, but rom
2: com, what?
1: Yeah, romantic comedy. Okay, um, you know, a rom com. Um, you know, it, it, it definitely needs that particular type of energy. Um, you know, it is the how to meet a guy in, or how to lose a guy in 10 days. Because okay. I mean, the Pisces would definitely know how to do it. Um, you know, it can also be, it's it needs that attachment so that it can oftentimes become an octopus. <laughs> you know, and it just starts wrapping its arms around things. It doesn't let them go. It holds on for dear life.
2: Gotcha.
1: Um, so this so, can be extremely difficult.
2: Yeah. So so that getting that balance, getting that groundedness, um, and getting a life. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's my next candle. Get a life.
1: Candle. Yeah, I think that 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 should be one that you know it's mandatory. This is um, a
2: codependent candle, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, a sign.
1: It's extremely codependent. But say, for example, you take something also, Jackie, like Saturn and you put it in a difficult aspect to the moon, the moon in this Pisces. Now, not only does it have that desperate need for that dream, but it feels that it's never going to get it.
2: Right. So, okay, so we've, we've gone through in two shows. Yes. And he, it seems like everything we talked about in getting needs met, and, and we I talked about in uh, two shows ago, is that getting your needs met involves two people. So in this show, Getting Needs Met seems to be involved how you relate to the rest of the world, which makes total sense because kind of recapping this whole thing, getting your needs met involves you interacting with the rest of the world. Yes. And how you interact one-on-one in groups or whatever, what's your natural tendency to interact with people in a certain way? Know it, own it, get it in balance and then, and then, do it, so, for instance, somebody who has their moon in cancer or their moon in Pisces
0: mm-hmm.
2: gets their needs met by helping others get their needs met, so they're a very giving person, they're a very emotional um family oriented person, so that's somebody who's gonna feel fulfilled and feel like they're um meeting their needs by volunteering or um helping you move and stuff like that, that's that person that's like oh, my God, you guys are awesome, you know, when you get a move and you don't know who to call. You find out which of your friends has the moon in the water sign, and you call them. Yeah.
1: <laughs> this is why you need to go and spend lots of hours at my site. <laughs> right.
2: But also, um, but then throwing out the um, moon and air. We talked about moon and air, and they need to talk to people. And that was that's so valid. For me personally, that's so validating, because we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, that, uh with my moon in libra and then also being an extrovert i really feed off of connecting with other people when i'm stuck when i'm in at a an at a, at a, at a um creative block i go and i talk to people um and i and i get fulfilled that way so i get my needs met by um it's not that i talk to people and tell people what my needs are it's i just start talking to them and i listen to their story and all of a sudden i understand how to how to work something in my my life and then, um, you know, going back when we started talking about we first we started with um um fire signs, mm-hmm. and those different fire signs they um it's it's expression Yes. Yeah. it's um really being being charismatic and and um um the, getting in touch with all of those passions if they can't find some passion and stuff in in um then they then they can't um, they're not going to get that the motivation they need to meet their needs or find the because person.
1: what they need the most is to be an individual more so right. than any of the other signs right um, uh, you know so basically that individual expression you know their need for high glamour and high fashion and being on stage in that wild crazy intuitive expression
2: so you're pretty much saying all gay men have their mood in the fire sign. <laughs>
1: Not necessarily, because I've known several with their moon in places. Yeah. They're at the bathhouses. I
2: yeah.
1: Like. Um, you know, looking for that dreamy guy. The drag queens. Yesterday.
2: Yeah. The drag queens usually have their moon. In yeah. The- in the- but um, the moon in Earth signs, they need some real world stuff. They need some physicality. Yeah. They need um, Tans- They need ability, those yeah. tangible expressions. They need gifts. <laughs>
1: you can get them at CoventryCreations.com. Coventry,
2: yeah. But... Um, they need um i mean they don't they're not gonna express emotions they wanna um they just they they want bypass emotions and just get the need met. Thank you very much they're very practical and, and all that stuff um so it's just really interesting understanding where your moon sign is says how do I need to get my needs met and so if you're with somebody who cannot do that
0: mm-hmm.
2: like um. The reason why um, I think my husband and I work so well together is, first of all, I'm, I'm really mutable in both the Libra and in the Virgo, is that um, I can adjust. And so what do you need today kind of thing.
0: Mm-hmm. For him,
2: he doesn't want any emotions, and I'm very intellectual in that getting the needs met stuff. So I can intellectualize that. Boy, but if I had, if if his, his moon is in Capricorn and if I had a, like a moon in in Pisces or, or Cancer, I couldn't be with him because he would never show that, he would never give me that emotional connection I need. Yeah. So, so all of that, and so sometimes if you have those things going on in that relationship, you can kind of get on the site and understand the charts. So <laughs> your moons. And then if you still don't get it, you book an appointment with Storm. Yeah. Not me, he's the astrological guy. I am the interpreter into the real world, yeah, and you
1: know you know there's there's more to it than just the moon the moon um where it's at you know all of the moon aspects are going to give it a little bit more flavor, of course, you know that would take us like, another six shows um, <laughs>
2: right, um well, yeah, and that's next season, even yeah. <laughs>
1: Um, And uh, basically, you know, so so basically look at all of the particular aspects involved. The reason I wrote the tutorial, Jackie, is so that people can look up stuff and they can make little notes down and reflect on it and ask them how it is that they're using this in in their lives. Because, you know, uh, I think that the astrological horoscope is probably the most powerful self-help tool that we have.
2: So I have a – yes, I agree with you. You know, and and I have something – Kind of Well it's not along The same line This is a subject change Something that came up today And actually somebody um, Just put it in front of me mm-hmm. um, and, and wanted Your opinion on this Which is um, There's uh, And I think George Takei has, has kind of done this But there's a lot of uh, I, I saw this on News programs About The um, Russian law That was just passed um, The anti-gay propaganda
0: hmm
2: and um they just wanted they just they 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 put it in front of me and said, Um, what what do you think about that or, or wanting to know what I thought about that? And and um it's a big deal. People are, are getting beat up and put in jail and you can't have a gay pride in Russia without there being violence and bloodshed.
1: Um I think it's very, very sad that in 2013 that people are still focusing on these very primitive um, ideals. Um, uh, uh, the uh, Russia's horoscope on its own is extremely volatile.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, uh, it has Leo rising, which it's Sun and Scorpio, Leo rising. Um, so, uh, you know, the sun, the sun in Scorpio is constantly going through some form of a transformative. It needs to its tra- identity. Let me say, it, mm-hmm. is is transformative. It has to constantly go through shifts. Um, the Libra, Leo rising um, definitely needs. To do it in a big sort of way. Um, and, you know, the paths that the Russian people walk down are very, very le- leonine. If you think about it, this was probably one of the first countries um, uh, of the Western world that had the concept of a monarchy, um, you know, with czars. And, um, you know, if you go to like St. Petersburg or Moscow, you have these big, huge, gigantic, flowing, um, uh, uh, you, you know, buildings and um, uh, a palaces, and, and, and all this other stuff. So they like to do things in a grand sort of way. The difficulty with it is um, is that oftentimes um, if Leo is not expressed in a positive sort of way, the opposite sign will come out, which is Aquarius, which is simply groupthink.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and I think that that is a lot of the issue <laughs> in regards to um, uh, the, Russian, the, the Russian people, which I think that they will probably go through um, another governmental collapse um, probably at some point in the 2020s. Interesting. Um, the, the, the transiting Pluto will move into Aquarius, and it will square the Sun in Scorpio, and again, um, it will square that ascendant, okay? So the people will become at a very, very large, um, in a a very large way, dissatisfied with a particular government, okay? That's not very far away.
2: That's only seven years
1: away. uh, Yeah. (laughs) So basically, you know, that there will be that particular change. But let me make another note. Um, You and I live in the Northeast okay, we live in more of a sophisticated part of the particular country where things like gay rights are um, are accepted and, um, sure. uh, you know, able to, to be expressed. That's not necessarily the case in Mississippi. That's true, too. That's not necessarily the case in Kansas. That's not necessarily the case in parts of Texas. That's not the case in Oklahoma. Um, uh, you know, so one of the things that we have to look at also is that some of the same things that are going on in Russia are going on in a very, very more subtle lo- level here, um, but it's still going on. And possibly what we need to look at as, uh, in, in the world is more human decency and more human dignity. I think that we th- one of the things that I think that we do probably to our greatest – greatest disservice, Jackie, is we tend to look outside of the United States at other countries and say that's wrong and it's going on in our own country.
2: Yeah, it's true. It's true. I just um um that's a very good point. Uh so we need to take care of our own backyard at the same time.
1: Yeah, definitely. Well we're done.
2: I know. And tomorrow is and not
1: tomorrow, next week. This is it gonna be our season finale? Our season finale. So finale. I have no idea what Jackie and I are going to talk about, so We'll talk about something. I'm and sorry. we've
2: both been so crazy busy that we haven't been talking about our shows too much. We're just <laughs> getting, on the, getting on the phone and, and doing an amazing show. So this is going to have to do
1: something. <laughs> we're going to have to do something. something. You know. <laughs> Um, so everybody cruise on over to www.coventrycreations.com Again that's www.coventrycreations.com If you have a problem in your life Regardless of what that is We have a candle for that And also that is where you can get a reading from Jackie Cruise to my website um, Where you can get a reading from me Or you know, look at your astrology chart Whatever it is that you want to do I've got a lot of self-help stuff going on um, uh, Also make sure that you cruise You visit us Next week, into season two, we'll talk about season three maybe a little. We don't know. <laughs> You'll have to tune in to find out what we're going to talk about. In the meantime, Jackie, what do they need to do?
2: They need to keep it magic.
1: Speak life, everybody. Have a great evening. Some
0: days life feels perfect, other days. The good, the bad, the right, the wrong And everything in between So it's crazy, amazing We can turn our heart through the words we say Mountains crumble with every syllable Whoa, it's like I'm drowning in the deep. Well, it's crazy to imagine words from my lips as the arms of compassion, mountains crumble with every filling. words you say Raise your thoughts a little higher